Good evening, everyone. Hello. Dula. Hare Krishna. <laughs> so, nice to be with you all tonight again. Any questions tonight? Topics? Yes. I'd like to read um, a short paragraph from Brihadbhagavatamrita, chapter 6, verse 28, and ask um, What canto? This is the last final, so the second version, conclusion of the uh, BBT version, so the third volume. Okay. Second canto. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know if um, you agree with the sentiment expressed. It's a Gopi Brahmadana's commentary. And um, if you had anything to off, uh, add to it. So it's... Uh, we'll try it. <laughs> yeah. Possible. Um, it's an interesting move. So um, it, he's... Um, Sanatana Goswami is talking about the mood um, toward the end of the canto and he's talking about the mood of the gopis and the gopas so in terms of the gopis he says each of them thinks oh when will I be fortunate uh-huh. I know this section become the lowliest maid servant of Krishna hmm. and then uh, Gopi Panadana writes the ambition of every young gopi in Gokul is to someday gain the good fortune to be allowed to enter Krishna's service even in the lowest position. Such utter humility distinguishes them from the young gopas, the male cowherds, who tend to consider themselves Krishna's favorites and presume themselves very fortunate. The gopas can uh, often feel dissatisfied for various reasons due to the nature of the exalted love for Krishna. They then become anxious to be better servants of Krishna. The gopis? The gopas. Now, the gopis' love, however, is on the highest level of perfection. They are never satisfied with themselves, for their humility is absolute. Each of them considers herself Krishna's worst maidservant, her only hope being to somehow be permitted to continue serving him despite her disqualifications. In this way, the mood of the gopas and gopis are different. Well, uh, I think that um, it would be useful to look at Sanatana Goswami's commentary itself, but um, just in general, again, I was speaking earlier today about how some of these um, uh, aspects of rasa tattva, which seem very esoteric and abstract and far removed with different terminology and so forth can more readily be understood by just looking at them in relation to our human experience, which is thought to be some type of reflection of it. Um, So Krishna, in the form in which we um, um, approach him, is human-like. So both of the words are important. Human is the Aishvarya or the Madhurya component, the sweetness that allows us to become close to the Absolute and, and human-like is uh, implies the Aishvarya or the majesty, the fact that it's the Godhead doing that, appearing human-like so that there might be intimacy. As we've many times said, if, you, if the finite wants to approach the infinite, well, the closer the finite gets to the infinite, the more finite it feels. And so, I mean, <laughs> it's a, there's a distance created 
even as you get closer, so to speak. But if the infinite should take on a finite-like appearance, hmm, then there's a possibility for love and intimacy. This is the idea of Krishna, hmm, who isn't viewed um, in the ultimate, in our ideal, as uh, the Godhead, but as one's friend or lover in this case, as he's speaking about these two ideals. Gopabhav, Gopibhav, friendly love for Krishna and uh, a form of romantic love for Krishna. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> when we look at the human uh, expressions, uh, which are similar but different because uh, the relationships that we're talking about here in the book are all centered on one center. Hmm. Um, here we have many different centers and we each in, inadvertently, unwittingly, uh, knowingly or unknowingly to one extent or another posit ourselves as the center. We tend to see others in terms of how they can help us, facilitate us, fill in some lacking that we have and so on and so forth. We've been told from a psychological point of view, that that's not a good idea if you're looking for a relationship to just look to have your holes filled so your, your your shortcomings made up for by the other. It's not about that. So we know that uh, love is born from womb, if you will, of sacrifice and um, um, in our human experience to make a relationship work, there has to be a lot of giving giving ground on each side, and so forth and so on. So, um, um, the difference then, again, between the mundane relationships and similar relationships we hear about here is that, on the one hand, the latter, they're all centered on a center that's capable of reciprocating uh, in kind, whereas here, they're all centered really on our psychophysiological sense of self, which is something that's here today and will be gone tomorrow. And it's also something that's changing. Our psychology changes, our perception of things change. Sometimes we like one thing and later on we grow old, we don't like it at all and so forth. So there's, a, there's this moving ground, so to speak, um, that makes it difficult to ground a, the, uh, ourselves in the kind of loving rapport that we sense we would like to do. Hmm. Uh, so, um, of course, we as sadhakas or practitioners factor this all into our material, emotional needs and uh, try to anchor ourselves, both sides of the equation, both partners, in a higher reality, that of the pursuit of love of Krishna. Right? So, um, uh, to give a crude example, uh, 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 give me four, forgive me for repeating myself, but it's a good one. Uh, if you want to nourish the body, you need to put food in the stomach. And all the parts of the body have to serve that end. The legs have to walk to get the, the, the hands have to pick and prepare. The tongue has to pass it on to the throat and down to the stomach. If any of them along the way decided to keep it for themselves, then they all perish uh, because none of them are capable in and of themselves to take it and take advantage of it 
would to speak of take advantage of it in a way that that energy can be distributed to every other part of the body. And so as the stomach can do, uh, miraculously take the food, consume it all, hmm, and distribute it all in a form that without that kind of digestion it would not be possible. So in this analogy, of course, Krishna is the sensor. He can digest. If you want to be, if you want to, let's say you want to give unconditionally. It sounds like a good idea, unconditional love. You want to be love unconditionally. Um, you need to find a center that can take unlimitedly. Because hmm? if, you, if you try to give unlimitedly, but, but who you're trying to give to can't take, then you're not going to experience the adage that giving is the receiving. Hmm? Either you're not going to give without a separate motive, or even if you are, you're going to give it to a place that can't take it, can't reciprocate in kind. Hmm? And so the search is, the secret of life, of course, is that life proceeds by by serving. By, it's backwards, in other words, uh, by sacrificing, by, you know, less is, uh, is more. It doesn't look like that on the surface. If you... Uh, have ten and you give away five, you're, you're, the math is you're left with five. You're not left with more, you're left with less. But there's something that we gain through giving that is intangible in one sense, but it makes us more whole and even attracts others to us. So life proceeds really um, um in the right direction through through giving, not through through taking. But the body mind complex is imposing upon us uh, needs that it has that are really independent of us. But we've invested ourselves in that sense, egoic sense of self, and so we become takers, right? Hmm. So problem. So uh, good idea to give unconditionally, but. This is the point of Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayama, center of peace that we were talking about last night of the, of the philosophy of our tradition, that Krishna is the fountainhead of all forms of Godhead and therefore he can reciprocate in any way that he's uh, approached. If you want mukti, he can reciprocate. If you want bukti, you want freedom, liberation, you want uh, material acquisition, you want... Uh, uh, dutiful love, you want to um, approach him in friendship or romantic love, it's, it's all, all, all possible in him. And so he's like the stomach in the analogy, and he can take it and he can... And uh, a fellow asked me some years ago, well, you know, uh, he, he was told that Jesus is a better idea of God than Krishna because Jesus is a sacrificer and Krishna is a, a, pl- a playboy. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious, he said, that Jesus is God and Krishna is some imposter. Just get it straight. You know, L- love is not about taking something like that. You know. So I responded that Jesus was a sacrificer, but who is he sacrificing for? Somebody's got to be at the other end. Who's the taker? Hmm? And if he is at the other end, or she's at the other end, whatever, and and, and, is, and is capable of accepting the sacrifice and digesting it, then yes, it's going to be distributed everywhere. So even the digester and the enjoyer 
who is depicted as such, for example, in our tradition, Krishna, um, he is taking, but in the context of taking, it's uh, being uh, distributed. So to water the root is to nourish the whole tree. Hmm? If we think, why the root? Why should we give it to the root? Hmm? Well, then, you know, then, then that's not a good good question, right? Hmm? Um, so, in Golok, then, in the Paravyam, in our ideal, then all these relationships are possible to Krishna at the uh, center. Hmm? But, um, to understand that, Again, we can look at our human relationships and get some idea about it. So very simply, in relation to your question, um, in romantic love, there tends to be some doubts. Hmm? Wife often says, but you never say you love me. Well, I do. I mean, it's obvious. I'm paying the bills, you know. Whatever. <laughs> you know uh, what do you want? <laughs> Something like that. So this, there's some, there's some doubting. It's the nature of, of of romantic love. It's a kind of a roller coaster. You know, it gets goes high and it goes low and high and low. Whoa! You feel like you're going to throw up, but then <laughs> you go up and around the turn and, and you staying on the ride. Uh, I've often said that uh, that love uh, we, we move in the world in search of love and we cannot be rest until we find it and when we find love we start to move again in another orbit it has its own orbit so to speak hmm? um, so th- but this is a different kind of orbit so the first orbit or the first search is out of neediness if you will if you want to find love then you find it and it has its own rotation its own own, own ups and downs if you will um, so though so in spiritual love of course even the downs are ups and um, conversely, even here, even ups are downs, materially speaking. Uh, so, that's <laughs> yeah, a little bit uh, backward. Everything here just a little backwards, right? So, at any rate, if you look at romantic love, you see it. It um, it um, it has a, just, it's just very nature. It has some 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 doubting in it. Hmm? Whereas friendly love is is based on a sense of confidence. There's a confidence um, in fraternal love. We're friends, and it goes without saying. And uh, and um, and, uh, and and this is particularly ca- ca- characteristic of it. It's 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 uh, arises out of a sense of conviction, or I would say confidence, and equality. Also, there's an equality in friendly love. For example, between Krishna and his friends, one of the ways and uh, the excellences of it is that both are feeling the same thing. Hmm? Both know they're exactly feeling the same thing, so it, it breeds this kind of confidence. Krishna is loving me as a friend. Uh, there, there, it's, 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 it's rooted in or grounded in equality. Hmm? Equality. Hmm? Um, every cowherd thinks that they're equal to Krishna. They think he's special and all, um, but he's, they're all, they're equal. They're equally, have equal strength, therefore they're willing to wrestle with him and expect to def- defeat him, even, in their Yudavir, um, uh, in their play fightings. And, so, and they do, uh, often. Hmm? So, um, 
Yes, a, a sense of confidence and e- equality, samatha, vishramba. This is the, the ground, the, the pardhan, the root of uh, sakyabhav. So each, another way, uh, I think Sanatana puts it, is each cowherd friend of Krishna, in fraternal love, thinks that Krishna loves me the most, and every one of them is right. And each gopi doubts does he he loves and Krishna's doing the same thing on the other side with Radha she loves me she loves me not he's like pulling the clover she loves me she loves me not we need the confident like Subhala say oh she you know she does it's okay yeah Um, and mediate and so forth so it's kind of I think what Sanatana really was talking about is just the nature of these two different types of relationships um, but when you start to say one is superior to the other, one is more humble than the other, one is more self-sacrificing than the other, it becomes questionable um, because all of these are full and complete expressions of self-sacrifice, loving, giving, and how it is that we become attracted to one another, one or another, is through sadhusanga, through association. If you associate with someone in Sakyabhava, you become attracted to them. That's how it comes to you. Hmm? If you associate with someone in Madhuri Ras, then this is how it comes to you. So in another place in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Sanatana Goswami points out um, very strongly that there, there, there are no differences. There really are none. Differences are all from the vantage point of like sadhana or something, hmm? there, hmm? Uh, in that realm, there, there are, there's no higher, there's no lower. Hmm? No one feels it. You can step back and try to look at it objectively and say, well, this relationship affords more intimacy, but you're stepping back from it. When you're in it, if you will, the subjective experience, no one experiences that. No one thinks my love for Krishna exceeds the love of others. And for, particularly for the gopis, they, they, they think, they look at Krishna walking arm in arm with Subal and think, man, in the broad daylight, I wish I could do that. Huh? Uh, and then Krishna's friends say, just see. <laughs> What is our position? <laughs> but uh, there's no, there's no real like sense of uh, competition. Everyone is completely fulfilled in their relationship, so that it doesn't really come up. It's a, you can use this for for um, for helping uh, sadhakas to develop conviction in a particular ideal. You can use a yardstick of objectivity. And when each time, a couple times in Chaitanya Charitamrita, for example, when Krishna does this to assert the supreme position of Radhadasyam, the position of the Sakis, Gopis, Manjaris, and so forth, he steps back from him and says, but from the subjective point of view, everyone feels their love is, uh, is perfect. So I think, again, what is being spoken about here is just the nature of these types of relationships and we can draw upon our human experience of them. The romantic love kind of leaves one kind of doubting, wondering sometimes. Hmm? Um, 
if and Krishna has many many gopis that he's he's associated with many many gopis that may add to it as well, but it doesn't happen like that. We have many many friends, hmm? so to speak. They're all like in together, and because you're off with another friend today, I don't doubt that that you're my friend. But in romantic love, you might. Hmm? What are you doing with her? You know? What about me? Uh, so it, it, I think again, I think if you just draw upon human experience and the nature of these relationships, that's what he's getting at. And of course it's all Krishna-centered, it's all perfect, it all it um, um, that said also, of course, he's speaking as well about a certain type of romantic love, the type that uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism particularly affords us a window into, that is the Manjari Bhavrata Dasyam as it's called, in which these particular types of gopis, they are not interested in being the female friends of Radha, like Lalita, Vishaka, or or their their assistants, even Prisakis. Uh, das Goswami has written like this, that uh, we only want to be servants. So there's a kind of dasya within the Madhurya, where they become dasis of, of Radha, with no interest in directly... Um, <coughs> Um, having any kind of uh, intimacy union with Krishna, only to serve Radha. But there's a math underneath this. There's a calculation, so to speak, because if you please Radha, who's the dearest of Krishna, hmm, then you become dearest to Krishna. Hmm? Well, Krishna's still the the center, if you will. So there's, a, there's a kind of a, that's smart, you know. Um, uh, we find the same math exp- expressed by uh, Gopakumar Sarupa in Brita Bhagavatamrita you refer to when he said when he gets the order of Radha to go and bring Jana Sharma from the material world to this world, he says, and I got the order from Radha, and of course it would mean I would miss the cow herding that day with Krishna to do that, but if I do that anyway, Krishna would be more pleased even by serving Radha, so I happily was able to forego that. And uh, here I am ministering to 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 you. He's telling his his, his student very extraordinary uh, story there. Um, so, and there Radha calling someone. Bring, he's my he's my Brihadaranyaka. You're one of them. Go bring him. They, they both both Kumar and his student, whom he tells the story to and enlightens. They both are uh, uh, adorned with forms and sentiments um, suitable for assisting Krishna in fraternal love in a manner that uh, enables them to similarly, to at the same time, participate as assistants in his romantic affairs. Um, now, it's interesting that in both cantos of the uh, of the Brihad um, Bhagavatamrita, it is the Saka who brings us to the conclusion it's Narada in the first canto, who's in Sakyaras, mixed with Dasya, and Gopagumar in the second, who's a Priyanarmasaka. Both books are talking about the highest ideal of Gopi Bhav, and it's expressed, if you study carefully, it's expressed through these um, uh, friends. And these, this is the kind of friend that Nityananda Prabhu was to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, everywhere, trying to bring attention to him. And... Um, no one has done more, in a sense, to put that in motion. 
and uh, come out with it and point to the the uh, significance of of of, of Gaur Bhakti, the Nityananda Prabhu. And at the same time, some people come attracted to him and attached to his own inner uh, sentiments, uh, a subordinate role, if you will, in the in the affair of the romantic life of the Godhead, which wouldn't be possible without that role as well. So, anyway, both of these are important. You can see Sanatana's showcasing both of them in the end there and making some um, um, some comparisons, some in some room for suckers to think about the, what, how, how their ideal works out, and, and that of the gopikas as well. So, does that help? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Well, just you know, thinking about the first part of the Bhagavatamrita and how Dharmamurti is looking for the person who's the most fortunate, and he goes to all of the different devotees, and they all say, "No, I'm not the most fortunate." So and so's. I mean, that so the attitude. I guess it seems like he's establishing that the, the attitude of a devotee is that he. Feel, you know, he doesn't feel like he's the best. There's he always is feeling having that humble attitude, but yet we see with the cow, cow boys that sometimes they do have that attitude of being the most, the best, the most humble. So, yeah, just made me think about that. That all the well, you see, one thing is that that everyone that Narada talks to, hmm, except the Brajbasis, hmm, he doesn't talk to the Brajbasis, yeah. right? He goes as far as Dwarka. Narada comes on the scene in Dwarka and he causes a whole disturbance there hmm? by uh, Krishna, through his inquiries, becomes reminded of the Braj and the whole thing goes on tilt. And Narada's going like, oh man, I, I really caused a disturbance here. Holy cow, what have I done? Uh, and Krishna's losing it and, and he's remembering the Vrindavan and the gopis, and they have to create a scene to uh, pacify him and so forth. And Nard's watching all this, and he's the catalyst for it. And he's feeling like uh, like he's really done something wrong. So when Krishna comes to, so to speak, so to speak external consciousness of the fact that he's in Dwarka, and and uh, and he just you know lost uh, Dwarka consciousness, if you will, and it was gone. To the brudge, then Nard apologizes for having caused a disturbance, and Krishna tells him very quickly, "My friend, don't think like that for a moment." Kadopakari smritidapriyanam. This the whole book is based on this. The whole, he says, "One who is the dear most friend, the paraupakari, the best helper, the best friend, is he who reminds one of his beloved." So don't think like that. You reminded me of my beloved. Yes, then I was feeling separation, but this, you, this, you, my, you, you, he embraced him, hmm. like this, um, and and so he doesn't go to Brudge, right? So point being, relative to your question, everyone that he approaches, hmm, everywhere that he goes, I mean, he goes to uh, Sadakas on Earth. He goes to the you know to the king of Padmanabh. Chaitra, he goes to 
Jagannath, does he go to Jagannath Puri? Yeah, he goes to Indra Loka, he goes to, um, ultimately he goes to Shiva, Shiva sends him to Prahlad, Prahlad to Hanuman, Hanuman to the, to the uh, Pandavas, Pandavas to the Yadus and Uddhava, right? They're all, all of these types of devotion hmm, are different from Braj in one significant sense. They're all, to use the language of Pujapatridamars, they're all calculative. They all have some calculation involved in them. Hmm? In other words, they know that Krishna is God. Hmm? In Braj, they don't know that Krishna is God, and they're not serving him because he is God. Hmm? Or they heard that he was God, and so people say that, but it just doesn't register with them. Hmm? So their love is automatic. It's jnana shunya bhakti. There is there's no knowledge even of his godhood that is in any way a factor in the love that they express. Hmm? So when there's calculation, and you can ask, then he can make the he says, well. This one's higher than me, and and I'm a devotee of Bhagawan, but not very much of a devotee. But in Braj, they they're not, even, they're not even thinking like that. You can't have that conversation with them. But, you know, who's the best devotee? And they go, I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know, is it, maybe it's, uh, you know, Nard or somebody. Or, you know, We're not good devotees. I mean, you know, we we, we, we serve Nishringadeva in our house. Or we worship God, but we're really just kind of samsara kupam. As we said, we're stuck in the well of samsara. We're not big worshippers, vaidibhaktas, well-known devotees. Hmm? You know, Narada was said to have gone to Krishna, and Krishna said, Oh, Narada, I'm glad you're here. I've got a headache, so can you please relieve me of my headache? He said, Surely, what can I do? He said, Bring me the dust from the feet of my devotees. Hmm? So he went everywhere, and nobody nobody would give him the dust from their feet to put on Krishna's head. So when he got back, he said, All the devotees answered the right way. They said, No way. We're not going to be tricked. We're not going to put the dust of our feet, the dirt from our feet on your head. And Krishna said, "Well, that doesn't help us. Look at a headache." So, <laughs> did you talk to the the, the Gopa people and Gopis in Vrindavan? Hmm? He said, "Well, no. I mean, I went to your all the devotees who are like, in other words, Panuman's a big devotee, right? Uh, the Pandavas are big devotees. Uh, the Yadus are big devotees. Hmm? These are just people in the village, and and yeah, I mean, Krishna grew up there, but I mean, you know, that was when he was." Was a kid. I mean, now he's a prince, and he's 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 spoke the Bhagavad Gita and all these things. This is all. So they're hidden. It's a hidden ideal. This Golok, this Brajalila, Mahaprabhu is bringing it out, like bringing to the forefront. It's a secret place. It's not even said to be known by the inhabitants of Baikuntha. Hmm? So and we know about it. So what is that? How good good fortune. So it's a whole different space. You can't go to that, them and ask them that, that, those kind of questions. And so, they, yes, they love Krishna, Krishna's friends. They think Krishna loves me the most. And, and as far as devotees of God go, well, we're, we're pretty good, you know. I mean, kind of, anyway, you know. They're, they're as religious as, you know, as ordinary people who are absorbed in their families and friends and their hometown and everything are, are, are religious, right? So they're not thinking in, in any kind of way of spiritual attainment, and and so it has nothing. That's not a factor in their thinking at all. So <laughs> it's a very different, entirely different uh, space. Hmm? 
So yeah, they have confidence that Krishna is their friend. They're not they're not confident that they're the best devotees in the world. <laughs> they don't think like that. If Nard Muni comes in, they'll all pay their respects and and they and they'll go and listen to what he says and not understand any of it. Because mm-hmm. uh, he'll say you're not the body and you shouldn't lament and and they're going yeah, well okay well yeah, that's what happened to Uddhava. Uddhava came to Vrindavan and he was delivering the message of Krishna and he said I want to tell you gopis that you know you shouldn't lament because um, by the will of providence God brings people together and separates them. There's nothing that we can do about that, hmm? and uh, they're looking at him like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, well, well, well. That, that doesn't like this kind of gyan doesn't compute with them. They, they, they're ig- just like you want to talk to some guy that's just plugged into everyday life. He's wondering who's going to win the the game tonight, you know, or what happened on the news, or this or that, and you go to t- go to talk to him about." You're not the body, you know. It's like, what are you talking about? That's what they're like. But it's different because they, the reason that they, it doesn't compete with them is because they're on such a higher level. And Uddhava realized that. So when they did, when the gopis in particular did respond to Uddhava, they said, Krishna said that? I think maybe he said, this is what it means. And, and they interpret it in such a way that Uddhava goes, holy cow, what are they talking where am I? What they are understanding his words in, on such a higher level beyond what I, I thought I was here to tell them about. I told them, you know, uh, you shouldn't lament because uh, God separates people, and but they're but they're but it's Krishna that is God, you know, so they're, they're attached to Him. So um, he was taken to another level. He he he's a Shastravit. He said he you know he's well versed in the scriptures. Krishna's advisor. In 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 Dwaraka, hmm? but he wrote. He just wandered around Vrindavan for a couple of months, singing prayers, praise, using his poetic expertise and learning to glorify the the Braj people. Shruti he said. This is like beyond. This is like where the Upanishads leave off. This is goes beyond that. What kind of place it is. So if you go there and ask them, they won't say, yes, I'm the best devotee. Hmm? But the coward boys will think, yeah, Krishna's my best friend. There's no doubt about that. He, he, I'm confident in his, his love for me. Hmm? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, that's a big big difference. What else? Yes? So in the Pearl story, <coughs> reading... Bhuktacharit. The... Krishna's here, Radharani's hiding from Krishna, Krishna says something to the fact that he's not really interested in talking to Radharani anyways right now. Madhamangala's here and Subal here, and the gopis are here, and it seems like these Priyanamasarkas that I've never seen, they're moving from one side, arguing before the gopis, you know, that Krishna should set a price for these pearls. Subal. Subal, and then Krishna's telling Subal he's complete nonsense and Madhamangala is an idiot. And then on the other side, you know, they're arguing, working with the gopis, you know, to try to bring 
Krishna and Radharani or Krishna and the gopis so they can solve the situation with the pearls and the price of the pearls. Yeah. Pretty number suckers are just moving from one camp to the other, just back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're working on Krishna's behalf or the gopis' behalf. It's like they're seamlessly moving and they've never... <laughs> well, well, they're... they're, they're, they're um, um, it's said in the Brajlila of all the... Um, Figures there, no one is more expertise expert at bringing Radha and Krishna together than Subal. Therefore, there's a nice prayer of Rupa Goswami to Oh Subal, my respect to you. You know them both intimately. If you could please put in a word for me, that I might come into their their service. That would be my greatest fortune. So he's uh, particularly known for that. You can see he's very kind of even-minded, balanced. Mother Mongol's a little off the, off the map kind of a guy. Um, but um, they play both sides. Um, they, uh, they, the Priyanarmasakas, those friends of Krishna whose love is influenced by, by romantic love, it's influenced in a way in which they want to know how the gopis feel and get some semblance of that in terms of their love for Krishna so that they can then be able to express empathetic love uh, uh, for Krishna in, in his plight and for Radha's plight also. They don't want to experience the gopis' love to be like gopis. They're men, they're boys, not men, not girls. But they want to be the, they want to be this, you know, like a like a PC balanced guy, so to speak. Um a little he's a Priyanarmasaka, but he's also a, a Vidusaka, so he's a bit of a wild card kind of a guy. Um and uh a little, little off the map humorous, joker, uh, buffoon. Mm-hmm. So um but the typical uh Priyanarmasaka is um has kind of a he's a guy Pulling a guy, but he's got you know some uh, feminine sensibilities that he can function in that that realm. Hmm? A balanced guy, something like that. <laughs> Be popular today, right? So, uh, so you know they 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 have a group leader on the one side hmm? for their sakirasa, and they have a. Yuteshwar and Yuteshwari, so a feminine group leader on the other side. That there, so you you find in literature you see, uh, Manu Mangal is is with Lalita and Ujwal, Vishaka and Subal with Radha. So so they they all have a group leader on the feminine side as well. Hmm? And so it depends who they're with, how they'll um, um, respond with regard to these disputes which are only uh, arise for the sake of creating uh, a meeting and, 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 and feelings and sentiments and so forth, uh, of separation and, and, and so on. Uh, so if they're, you know, if they're, if they're with one group, they'll take one side. If they're with Krishna, they're with Gopis, uh, the other side. If they're with both groups, they tend to take the side of Krishna. They're his army, you know. They tend to take his side, but they're, 
guy like Subal, he's quite reasonable and asks Krishna to be reasonable about it. And sometimes he may agree with him and sometimes he may not. But it's all just uh, uh, everything they say, everything they do is to bring out different uh, sentiments and, and to showcase to us the nature of their personalities. Hmm? You can understand them. You start to understand these are real people, right? Krishna is a real person more than your personhood um, based as it is on the body-mind uh, complex that's not going to endure. Hmm? So the idea is to deconstruct that and have a real personality. And so it's a window into, into and it's very good to read that and you, you, you identify with the different characters and so forth and I'm attached to them. Hmm? So... Keep reading. It's that's a good book. Book to chant. All right. What else? What's the time? Okay. So we had a class this morning too, right? So we'll stop a little at seven thirty. Sufficient tonight, and we'll meet again tomorrow. Shri Gaur Adamadavakija, Gaur Bhaktavrinda Kija, Gaur Premanandi.